I'm just tired of this nasally BS. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If I was nicer to our listeners, I would edit out every sniffle you have. Every slurp and, and every, every, slurp. Yeah, every heavy breath I have into the microphone. Every breath you take. <laughs> every move you make. I'll be watching you on namely90s.com slash YouTube. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right. You're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there's Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. You can also find the show on YouTube every Monday at YouTube.com slash at Namely90s. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash Namely90s and get signed up for one of our support levels. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Namely 90s. (laughs) Okay. The podcast Uh, about the 90s that we produce. I feel like you're a little broken today. I don't know why. Yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. I think I have indigestion. (laughs) I'm sorry. Was I not being a good scene partner? Should I have yes and did that? (laughs) No, and also shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh yeah, how are things? Good. Um yes, uh well, I'm 3 beers in, so I'm feeling good. I'm a half a glass of water in. Um <clears throat> I am also half a glass of water in for the day, so tomorrow's not going to be kind to me. Um nice. yeah. Uh I don't know what to do with you. I've been in Sacramento a bunch of times. Uh, I feel like we talked about that already. Yeah, I mean, we talked about <laughs> me going, but I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, do we talk about me hating people on airplanes? I think we talked. Well, maybe we didn't. No, no, I think that was a private discussion that we had. No, I just I, I was talking to you about the whole like people just yammering into their phones loudly, like conducting a performance review of an employee mm-hmm. in the gate seating area. Yeah, that was definitely a text message. That, that well, and it's we like had. if you have YouTube, you know, you can look at me. This is how I talk in the phone. I get a phone call. I go, oh, excuse me. I'm going to step out. And then I like quietly talk into my receiver like this, you know, like mm-hmm. this, like a normal person. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, so we were in Albuquerque yesterday and uh, now we're here. And, and you're like, there are 45 people sitting directly around you. Do we want to hear your conversation? Okay. So no. question, question, because uh, I, I notice this a lot. Um people younger than us will just walk around with the AirPods in and mm-hmm. just like, just yammer and talk well, normal conversation. Like the amount that you're having, like it's lower volume, not the, well, yeah, I'm smacking of, out of the Kirky. Some of them do use the excess volume. I think part of it's because your ears are plugged. So you talk louder. Most people do that. Like if you can't mm-hmm. hear you talk louder, 
But what I've <laughs> noticed about my earbuds is I can just talk in a, a regular, like conversational voice like this. Yeah. And it picks it up without any issues. Same, same with my AirPod Pros because they'll, they, they have the adaptive noise control and, or the yeah. um, transparency mode. I, I so have mine does kind of both. I have, the, you. I have the Bose, the badly overpriced sound equipment uh, um, earbuds. Yeah. These headphones are Bose and they're falling <laughs> apart. <laughs> my Bose, I am really happy with my uh, earbuds. But I, um, I liked, I, I like the QC 25s and 35s that I have. It's just, um, the foam's kind of falling yeah, apart as yeah, you can yeah. see after it's funny because QC stands for quality control as it's just falling apart. <laughs> yeah. At the no, seams. I believe it stands for quiet comfort when it comes to Bose, but that's correct. <laughs> QC is quality control. So you can quality control. Have you seen the new turtles trailer? I'm yeah. I was, to watch moments ago. Uh, it was really fascinating. It's using that new, um, animation style called uh, total bullshit. <laughs> So, you know, I think it's like a blend. So I, I did a little reading up on it. Um, like the turtle designs are, this is, uh, I think it's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And it's a new Seth Rogen Turtles Hel- or Seth Rogen Helm Turtles movie uh, that's animated. But it's like animated, like a mix between like clay and uh, Spider-Verse uh, animation. Like it, it had some of that Spider-Verse quality to it, didn't it? I thought it. Yeah, I, I think part of it is like what's happening here is that Seth Rogen has realized that he can't make adults laugh, so now he's going to try making children laugh. True, um, but like the I read the um, the writer or designer or whatever it might have even been Seth Rogen. I don't know how he fits into all this. But, um, it, it it was a doodle of the turtles. Like the the mm-hmm. reason they look so malformed is because that's how they drew them as like a teenager or a kid right and they're like oh let's just make this the aesthetic of the movie um which i both hate and think is looks okay because it kind of has that again spider-verse feel to it uh that kids will enjoy i it's not my favorite but um and and you also can see that they are broadening the demographic in which they are trying to pull in with these turtles by having the trailer have a tribe called quests. Can I kick its play during it? And, um, April O'Neill is now black. Um, which right. is cool. Joe uh, Rogan is Seth Rogan's dad, right? <laughs> well, I think, I don't even think they saw Rogan the same way. No, they don't. I don't. Um, and uh. for reasons they've, they've been split for a long time. Uh, but yeah, uh, but funny thing about, uh, can I kick it? I was editing a different podcast. Um, one that I actually edit, um, <laughs> screw you naming nineties editor. Yeah. And, uh, I was trying to find, maybe it wasn't, I don't remember exactly why, but I was looking for like some sort of filler music or something. And I got on this, like, uh, off topic course of uh this rabbit hole of non oh this was no this was actually for my 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 side accounts um <laughs> i was trying to find non-offensive uh hip-hop music uh for a, a video and uh so i went down this whole rabbit hole of like these clearly white mothers named karen making lists <laughs> on the internet um of non-offensive I can't even, I can't even make the joke, but you know what they would say, uh, non-offensive 
this type of people music yeah yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. for Ugh. your for your children to to bop out to uh, it's just like looking at these lists and like christian the, hip-hop <laughs> i find is the most yeah. accessible well, so can I kick it was on a lot of these lists because they're like, it's just a great non-offensive. Uh, I'm assuming it means, can I have sex with you? No, I don't think. Okay. No, it's it. But it's it is about just being able to kick it with with uh, in the group. But it, you're right. It isn't a like it's not just like, hey, can I hang out with you? Um, you're this, also probably like toking up, you know, <laughs> like. Well, so so the story behind this is that um, Tribe Called Quest, uh, they're I believe they're based out in New York. They're East Coast hip hop, and the the background of the song, as you probably noticed, was um, Lou Reed's "Walk on the Wild Side." Who Lou Reed and like rock kind of took over New York in I don't want to say the eighties and kind of stole from like uh, black culture to you know how rock and roll stole. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're saying. Are you saying tri- the word tribe? Yes, a tribe called Quest. Is well, they're the already they're already culturally appropriating another culture, so <laughs> it evens out somehow. There are African tribes, I believe. Oh, okay, fine. I'll give you that. Anyway. I always think more of Native American or yes, First Nations people. That's, that's fair. Um, but the the song is about um, trying to take back or like find their place in the new york music scene because they they're unsure if there's they're allowed to be there slash they're trying to take it back from the white people that took from them yeah yeah um essentially and that's like that's the theme of the song and like on the on the the white mommy blogs it's just like it's just a great song for little johnny to just like move his caboose to (laughs) it's like jesus effing crisp <clears throat> i did um, like that reminds me of the meme that you sent me the other day that mm-hmm. was uh that i had to find it that was I, the one <laughs> children need to be exposed to healthy heteronormative role models like an adult man with a cave in the garage lined with pornography and his wife who collects hilarious text art about how she chugs wine because you were born <laughs> yeah exactly. the sad thing is how true that is and it also reminds me of the there was this one where this lady's house like had live, laugh, love signs and things everywhere. But mm-hmm. the other variations like laugh, love, live, live. And there were just, there was like hundreds of them in this woman's house. And it's like, do you just buy everything from Hobby Lobby? That's my question. Uh, yeah, it, it is kind of, well, I guess we didn't even talk about that in our 10 minutes are up, but um, you know, there a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, not cool stuff has happened in the last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You gotta, it's gotta be said. Yeah. Um, like trans rights are being attacked. Uh, a lot of LGBTQ, like anti LGBTQ plus bills are, are in motion in red States. Some are passing and, uh, we just want to say, well, I personally would like to say that's the way to go. Uh, red States where <laughs> you believe that, you shouldn't be oppressed by uh, governing laws governing you, but only if it applies to your way of life. And that's a relief that's, because that's bump stocks and high capacity magazines are still available for purchase at your local neighborhood Walmart. Yeah. And, and, and that's the what was the children rifle brand that you showed me? 
Oh, it was the JR15. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. It actually made me really happy because there's a little like gift shop, like kitschy place near us that um, was selling AR15s that were geared toward children, like not real ones, but toy okay. ones. Yeah, fair. And they went out of business and I'm just like, <laughs> that serves you right. Take that's, a hike. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you live in the western side of the state. Um, Eastern? Or the eastern side of the state, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, boy, I think we did it. Should we summon Ferb Don? Sure. Let's check in with our um, disciple of the Lord and Savior, Jewel. The Oscars have been a staple in Hollywood for decades, but many people believe that the award ceremony was much more interesting in the 1990s. From the glamorous gowns of the nominees to the varied and unexpected winners, the 1990s Oscars had something for everyone. In this discussion, let's explore why the Oscars were so captivating during that time and how the event has changed since then. Well, the anyone got slapped back in the 90s. It's yeah, be that's, fair. that's fair. No one got slapped. Hauls uh, off no and one, just slaps that guy. Uh, no one accidentally said this movie won best, best Picture only to have a different movie win Best Picture. Was that Steve Harvey again? No, that was a different thing. Steve Harvey did something too, though. I feel like no, he that, he um, was it a name? He messed up someone's. It was name. the wrong uh, like Miss America or Miss uh, Universe or something. That's that's what it was. Yeah, he has those scary teeth. <laughs> They're just very white. <laughs> can I can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no like, but I'm gonna no. send you this. <laughs> okay. We're just um, exchanging memes while trying to podcast her. So I, I, I saw um, a, an article <laughs> written years ago uh, <laughs> that's quite rude. Um, <laughs> when the, uh, it was when the Oscars were interesting in the 90s. Um, I forgot what website it was from, but the article was by Jenner Ravi Ravik. Looks like cold culture spelled that- C U L L E D. Thank you. Uh, and it was just a little blurb about um, how in the nineties, <laughs> the Oscars were interesting. So I'm going to, we're just going to go through this and see if you remember any of these. Uh, I'm going to say I don't, uh, but apparently this is pop culture worthy. Uh, in 1990 heavyweights like Daniel day Lewis and uh, Oliver stone uh, were sane. <laughs> and uh, making a comeback with the win of cinema. Oh, Italian cinema was making a comeback with the win of the film Cinema Paradiso. Cinema. I guess all I know is that Daniel Day Lewis played uh, the late Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah. Um, so I guess he got back on the rails. Yeah, it was kind of a shot in the dark, but yeah. Uh, and then, okay, there's a small uh, presidential oh. assassination joke for you, and. Uh, Oliver Stone. There's a Family Guy bit where they're like, "We now return to you, born on the fifth, born on the fourth of July, too, born on the fifth of July." I do. <laughs> and that. It's like uh, Tom Tucker's is something about how like he's a he's a dangerous individual or something. Oliver Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always funny. That's really all I know. Didn't he do like um, some sort of Vietnam movie too? Uh, I always thought he was a fictional British Cockney character uh, who wanted more porridge. Is that Oliver Twist? That's Oliver Twist. Uh, in 1991, Madonna performed sooner or later and showed up at the Oscars with Michael Jackson. And they claim this is the biggest pop culture moment of any decade, really. 
I don't even know what that song was. Uh, I feel like it sounds. I think it's a song by the Bare Naked Ladies, actually. Soon, I, I mean, there's that that Pearl Jam song that goes sooner or later. Her, her, her. Um, this, or no, it's the English beat. Save it for later, and then they cover it in a different song. Uh, 1992, Anthony Hopkins won for The Silence of the Lambs, and Beauty and the Beast was the first animated movie to be taken seriously by the Academy. Wow. Also, the Oscars was yesterday, if you're listening to this. So that's why this is exciting. Right. Uh, in 1993, the best trans movie of all time, The Crying Game, was considered for a nomination. Uh, I'm going to editorialize here. I don't think that necessarily depicted trans people in a great light, that film. But it will be banned in all red states. Yes. Actually, that's probably the reason why most red states are afraid of trans people. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Marissa Tomei, uh, it got a nomination for Best Picture. Um, Marissa Tomei, and if I'm wrong, if if there are trans listeners out there that uh, disagree with me, hit us up on our Twitter and um, correct me. But I, I, from what I remember of The Crying Game, it was set up very offensively perfect yes um marissa tomei gave a lively accepted speech for best supporting actress uh in my cousin Vinny, which i'm still surprised you've never seen uh and aladdin won best original score um for let me show you the world sung by white people uh in 1994 (laughs) the academy uh gave nominations for Philadelphia and Schindler's List. Um, Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Uh, Uh, Liam Liam Neeson. Neeson. Yeah, Jinx. Uh, 1995, Quentin Tarantino uh, gets uh, gets in with Pulp Fiction. He wins with Pulp Fiction and beats up Forrest Gump. <clears throat> also, yeah, I don't uh, think. I mean, I've never seen both movies in their entirety. I don't really like either one of them, but I might actually go for the Tarantino flick above really? Forrest Gump. I I think Forrest Gump's a good movie. It's a long movie though, uh, but I do love I love me some Pulp Fiction. Um, but that's surprising. You said that. I think actually no. I think any if you I think you like most Tarantino movies. I just you, don't get. I, I guess I don't get Forrest Gump. It's just a story about a um, mentally challenged individual. Exactly. I, I guess I just don't get what the hell's the point. Like, that's how I feel about that movie. What's the point of Pulp Fiction? Yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying it just feels <laughs> very like. Uh, I can't think of the right a slice word. Slice of life. Right. Uh, uh, I think I think it was fun to see what they could do with the technology to spice uh, Tom Hanks into all of those historical events. That is pretty cool, especially back then. Yeah, and um, it it was based off of a book by the same name, so I think it's just like a sweet story about a hmm. man who probably has AIDS now. Well, which is interesting because of the movie Philadelphia, where right. Tom Hanks portrayed a person who had AIDS. Actually, no, sorry. Jenny gets HIV after she has. The, no, she. It was quite a story device. I don't remember. Then. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a way that to end a movie. Just like, oh, yep. 
Uh, that was the last time the Republicans wanted to wear masks, so they didn't get AIDS from people. Remember? That's true. Yes, the well, that was close to the eighties. HIV, yes. I should say, but it was yes. the eighties. You're right. Yeah, but yeah, and Haley Joel Osment shows up in the end of that movie as the kid, as the as the widowed widowed or I don't know. Nineteen ninety six. Mel Gibson gets nominated for Braveheart. <clears throat> Uh, 97 Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, gets a, an Oscar for what was it? I don't even remember. It was definitely not the Night of Professor, though. They, they won an award for best makeup, best fat suit. But essentially, that's what it was because the 90s. Uh, 98 Goodwill Hunting, um, Titanic. Uh, gets a nod for my heart will go on uh, as good as it gets now like confidential I'll get nods but again uh, I still have to did we ever talk about how they left Celine Dion off, Rolling Stone left Celine Dion off their list of the top 200 singers of all time hmm that's shocking that's crap but it's Rolling Stone it's not like yeah but there were the other the other powerhouse sort of female singers were in there too I think it was just a major omission that's the snub then. Yeah. Uh, finally, 99. Um, Roberto Benigni. Uh, it doesn't even say what his film was. Great article. Um, yeah. 2016. Jenna Revisio. So are, are some of these things uh, <clears throat> direct quotes from the article? This is entirely just like the 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 bulk of the article. <laughs> So she's right. the one who said Cuba Gooding Jr. proves that black people bring way more excitement to the Oscars with their acceptance speeches. It was written in 2016, though. <laughs> That's just uh, I'm going to I'm going to leave it at that in her defense. You can't see me making a face right now unless you're watching us at YouTube. And that was in quotes, I will say. But uh, wow. Yep. Wow. Well, you were saying it in quotes. She said it. No, I'm saying it in quotes. So yes. Don't um, quote me. But wow. Yeah. Um, yes. And apparently Italians are more, um, according to the logic of her article, Italians are even livelier than black people uh, during acceptance speeches. Uh, I, yeah, so the, the article was written by Giovanni <clears throat> Rabisi. Is that what you just said? Uh, Gen- Gina Rabisio. Okay. It just, it has all the same sounds. <laughs> Jenna Rabisio. Um, yeah. So that is that. <laughs> it I should mean, just say it says. Gina Revisio, February 29, 2016, film slash pop culture slash light racism. No, it doesn't say that part. <laughs> uh, and yes, just to be clear, uh, that is literally the body of her article. And then there's like a sentence to start it and a sentence to finish it. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, any, any, any Oscar memories from the 90s that you can think of? I can't. Um, no, no, I, who, do people watch the Oscars now? Maybe more, maybe more after last yeah, year, probably this year, but I don't know. Uh, if you watched the Oscars yesterday and are now listening to us talk about the nineties Oscars, drop us a line at naming nineties on Twitter and Instagram, preferably Instagram. But if you DM us, I might not see it for like a week or two. I don't really look at the, uh, <laughs> incoming DM. Yeah, slide into our dms just comment it on the episode and now let's go to brandon for the namely 90s minute 
Welcome back to our mid-episode break, Namely 90s Minute. Every week, we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of Scream 6 hitting theaters, we're looking back at the first Stab film introduced in Scream 2. Stab is an American slasher film based off the events of the first movie, directed by that guy that made the Spy Kids franchise. The film stars Courtney Cox's brother on Friends as Courtney Cox's ex-husband, Donna Martin from Beverly Hills 90210 as the older sister from Party of Five, Dr. Smith from the Lost in Space reboot series as Jennifer Jolie as Monica from Friends, not Owen Wilson in Wedding Crashers as live-action Shaggy from the Scooby-Doo movies, Batgirl as the sister that replaced Shannon Doherty on Charmed, Owen Wilson's brother as Jughead's dad from Riverdale, and Roller Girl from Boogie Nights as the little girl that screamed at E.T. the extraterrestrial. Okay, technically some of those were spoilers from Scream 3 and others were just joke dialogue that never manifested. Scream 2 also stars Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Quinn from Sliders, Cobb Vanth from the Star Wars Disney Plus shows, Niobe from the Matrix franchise, Lindsay Bluth from Arrested Development, Jackie from the Connors, and if I list any more actors in this thing, we'll be out of time. Sorry, Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Scream 2 opens with two murders by the hands of Ghostface at the sneak peek of Stab at the college Sidney Prescott is attending. Reporter Gail Weathers and the rest of the news media show up to cover the story as well as Dewey, the police officer, from the last one. Sydney and her new bestie Haley attend a sorority party the next evening while Ghostface kills at another party and then attacks Sydney after the party she is at is over, but is unable to kill her. They start to notice that the new Ghostface is killing people with the same names as those in the previous film, and Jamie Kennedy returns to do his meta-commentary about how they're in a sequel and eventually he gets murdered in this one. Officer Dewey gets stabbed while helping Gail with footage of the crimes. Ghostface murders Haley while she and Sydney are en route to a safe house with some police officers. Sydney flees from the scene and catches up to Derek on campus and they get monologued at by Ghostface who reveals himself to be Mickey who promptly shoots Derek and claims he wants to get captured so he can blame all his murders on violence in movies. His accomplice, Debbie Salt, a news reporter, shows up and Sydney instantly recognizes her as Billy Loomis's absent mother. She wants revenge for Sydney killing her son, the murderer, in the last one. Debbie betrays Mickey and shoots him, then Cotton shows up who is the guy that Sydney originally sent to jail for the rape and murder of her mother prior to the events of the first movie and it turns out that Billy and Stu had framed him, and Debbie tries to convince him to murder Sydney, but he kills Debbie instead. Mickey pops up again, and then they kill him and double-tap Debbie just to be sure. The movie ends with Dewey alive and Gail going to the hospital with him, and Sydney trying to shift the media attention from herself to Cotton. And that's Scream 2 in an Amy 90s minute. More or less. And now, back to the show. Okay, um... I didn't really have a Zordon prompt for this one, so... Uh, there's a new DC movie coming out. The DC universe, the DCEU is finally dead a decade after it should have been killed. Um, but they're still releasing Shazam fear of the gods this week and the flash movie at some point, like may, I don't know. Um, which will erase everything and then it'll become James Gunn's DCU. Uh, but, um, yeah, so there's a DC movie. Um, there's a lot of Batman movies in the 90s, so I made a game called Kiss from a Rose, comma, Batman. It's the Letterbox Review Game. Ooh. Yay, Andrew's favorite. Um, there are three live-action Batman movies during the 90s. Hopefully, Andrew has listened to my name, we 90s, on all of them, so he's familiar with everything that happens in those movies. And I'm going to read a review and see if you can guess which one, which Batman movie it is from so for example the problem is you you start you say batman and i immediately stop listening yep that's <laughs> gonna be the fun part uh this review four-star review from ruin says michael keaton be like and then it's just lips emoji and that is for the 1989 batman movie 
Uh, all right. So are you ready, Andrew? Sure. Uh, I, I will give you winning queer conditions if you get two of these correct. It's going to be bad. I know. <laughs> That's why I said two of these correct. Do you yeah. even know what the Batman movies are from the 90s? It's uh, Batman Returns. Batman Begins? No. That was a newer one. That was the first um that was the first Dark Knight movie. Uh it's Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Oh boy. Yeah, and the confusing part is Batman Forever introduces Robin and Batman and Robin introduces Batgirl. <laughs> But I've definitely talked about that many, many times. So <clears throat> let's start off with in I don't want to say easy one, because then you might think it's easy. Um, two and a half stars from Patrick Williams. What used to be the quote worst superhero movie ever end quote is now a weird relic from before the superhero movie boom. The time has been oddly kind to it. We've now seen so many gritty and slash or grounded takes on these characters. So many serialized sequels and interconnected universes that this feels special, even if it's not especially good. Was what, what Batman movie was that? Seems like Batman returns. All right. Uh, That is incorrect. That was Batman and Robin. Uh, I know there was a large gap between them. They're, it really isn't. The hell's that guy talking about? Uh, t- well, between Batman and Robin, and now this is 2019. Remember Letterbox review? Oh, Sorry. right. Sorry, my bad. But it's one of those things where, like, that dude just used so many words to say basically Jack. Correct. <sighs> uh, it gets better. Um, let's try this one. Half a star from Alyssa. Uh, in January of 2023. This movie is the reason for everything wrong in the world, and I hate it, and it sucks, and it's the worst movie ever. Which of the three 90s Batman live-action movies is this? I want to go Batman Forever. I'm sorry, Andrew. This is Batman Returns. Still batting zero. Ugh. Okay, let's 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 shake it up. Shake it off. Shake it off. You got this. Uh, shake it out. You can, do, you, can, you can do it. Um all right. Let's let's do this one here. Um <clears throat> another half star from Marky K Mark 91 in January of 2023. Worst movie sequel I've seen in years. Worst movie sequel I've seen in years. What movie is this? Worst movie sequel I've seen uh, in years. Uh, Batman and Robin. I'm sorry. This is Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, I knew it. It was coming. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Let's get back to 90s Batman movies. Um, this one says, I guess I'm in the minority, but I don't think this movie really dives. Uh, sorry. 
this movie really dives into who Batman really is at all. It certainly talks about his feelings of responsibility after his parents' death and guilt over not doing something for Gotham, but it still feels pretty surface level. I just found the drama in this to be very uninteresting, and the action sequences certainly didn't make up for that. One and a half stars. Shark Crossing 2022. This, this person needs a hobby. Um, uh, Batman uh, Returns. Um, actually, this is from another 90s Batman movie from Batman the Animated Series. Batman Mask of the Phantasm from 1996, um, which was also a 90s Batman movie. Is a phantasm like a ghost orgasm? Is that that's what it sounds like? It is a female Batman villain, the phantasm, uh, and Bruce does make her ghost <clears throat> orgasm. I guess. Um, okay, where did we leave off? Uh, half star from Bad Ability. I don't have much to say about it, honestly. It was just very, very boring and stupid. The acting was bad. The sets looked overly cartoonish and shit. <laughs> Guess we're good in e-tag on this one. I was completely uninterested in it the whole time. Andrew, did you write this? I almost wish I had a passionate hate for this movie, but I can't even be bothered. At least it's kind of better than Batman and Robin, I guess. <clears throat> what Batman movie, live action Batman movie from the 90s was this? Batman Forever. You got one. Yeah. Well done. Batman forever. Uh, I'm surprised you got, you managed to pull that out. Is it because they gave you a 50, 50 there? Yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. Um, I, you got a point. You need one more to win. And this doesn't end until you get another point. Uh, next up we have, um, Three and a half stars from Nat. Uh, I had a smile on my face the entire movie. The first one is iconic. This one could have been a disaster, but ended up being quite entertaining. A worthy sequel. What movie is that? It sounds like Batman Returns. Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. I was hoping it two. That person is on drugs. <laughs> yep. Uh, their, their icon is Hermione Granger. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry to do that to you again. That I just, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. Uh, mostly because this one's a very long one. That's what they said. One and a half, or a half star. Thomas Feehan uh, in October of 2022. One of the worst movies of all time is coming to Blu-ray in 2025. The sequel to the 1989 movie Batman Forever. It is widely considered a hellhole of a movie and many people who have watched have died from old age. Story time. I was walking down the street past my local 7-Eleven. I said, why not go buy a Slurpee? I couldn't afford it because they changed it to $1.50. So I went to the register and said to the guy, 
You are very ugly, but deep down, I want to love you, but I have to kill you. I pulled out my Thompson and the guy was screaming. I said, say hello to my little hell. I shot him and walked out. I began to become thirsty because I didn't have enough money for the Slurpee. I stood on the road for two days straight and it began to flood. I got my, I got in my car, but after nine minutes, it wouldn't run anymore because I ran out of gas. The current was pushing hard and the car tipped over. There was no way out as my car was submerged in water. I pulled out my Samsung fridge and went on Foxtel Plus. Uh, in parenthesis, not sponsored. I found Batman returns and thought it would be a good, I thought it would be good because I had watched Batman forever. Nine years ago, I began to watch and I was disgusted at what I was experiencing. The water was at chin level and the movie just finished. I screamed in pain and looked for my pistol. It was too far to reach. The water covered me and I breathed my last breath. I looked at the outside and died. Uh, just so you know, he name checks two 90s Batman movies and also the original 1999 Batman movie, which he calls Batman Forever. So I'm not sure he knows which movie is which, which is why I included all the names as written for this one which batman movie did he watch i'm confused these three are all in the 90s aren't they <clears throat> uh batman forever is a 19 is is the one with uh that introduces robin like i said it's the middle one of the three uh he he said batman returns at one point which is a 1992 movie and then um he calls the movie he watched the sequel to batman forever which would be Batman and Robin. So which movie did he watch? <laughs> First of all, I think this person like did one too many hits of acid. I'm uh, fairly sure he was alluding to something, but I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> uh, or it could be Hocus Pocus too. Batman forever again. I'm sorry, that was Batman Returns. I literally read it at one point in the review. Well, that review is so, so all over the place. How could you understand a he damn call, word said? He calls the 1989 Batman, Batman Forever to start it off. Yeah. And, yeah. That's what threw me off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, let's go with this one. Uh, half a star, Josh XD. This film effing sucks. It is boring as I'm just gonna curse. It's boring as shit. The lightning's dog shit. The script is actively bad to the extent that I'd rather have watched Batman raw dogging whatever shitty attempt at a villain was presented here. <clears throat> and the quality of acting was not even laughably bad. It was just bad. I'm sincerely flabbergasted by how this film received any international praise. Somehow the memes created were better than this film. It should be used as a CIA torture method. Which live action Batman movie was this? I want to go with Batman and Robin. That was uh, 2022's The Batman. Um, sorry. Uh, I, featuring Rob Bat, Bat and Bat. Featuring Rob Bat, Bat and Bat. The memes were the best part. He wasn't wrong. Um Sorry, I just keep throwing in all these other Batman reviews. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, half a star, Cyrus King. Awful acting, awful casting, awful villains, unlikable main characters, too many ice puns, effects that have aged like milk, obvious green screen, bad lessons, awful jokes, some bizarre moments, the bat credit card, Robin complaining all the time, weird leaps in logic, and just the defacing of a classic superhero icon. Batman Forever. 
I'm sorry. That was Batman and Robin, the movie that features Arnold Schwarzenegger. As, Couldn't remember. Uh, I just keep uh, guessing the same one because eventually, statistically, I'm going to get it right. Correct. That is what we hope. Because the game doesn't end until you get one more point. Which is why I can keep doing this. Um, next one. Four and a half stars, Patrick Willems. But wait, it happened at C. C? C for Catwoman? This movie is a masterpiece. Batman and Robin. Uh, well, actually, the Catwoman thing was supposed to make you think Batman Returns, which is the one that has Catwoman in it. No, you said Batgirl that threw me off. Oh, God. I thought I confounded. This was actually a review for Batman 1966, the Adam West movie. So you're fine. (laughs) Batman Returns has Catwoman, Batman and Robin has Batgirl. Uh, Unreal. (laughs) Yep. You'll get you'll get out of this hell eventually, Andrew. Don't worry. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, what do I have left? I have this one that I'd like to read. Half a star. Kyle McMahon. Get a shrimp fork and poke both of your eyes out. That way you won't ever have to watch this train wreck. <coughs> That's it. That's the review. Batman Forever. That is uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which Batman appears in. (laughs) I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I know, but it was just so worth it. These reviews are unhinged. All right, all right, all right, all right. Last one. Maybe two more. Uh, Half a star by Drew. Every time I thought it couldn't get stupider, they did it. They made it even more pointless, stupid, and boring movie. Incredible. Hocus Pocus 2. (laughs) Sorry, it was a review for 2019's The Joker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Serious serious last one here. Um, I think. Let me see what I have left. I have this one for all the marbles, Andrew, uh, two stars from Rin bat nipples, bat nipples. Um, I I remember them. Well, but which movie, which movie What is it? One of the nineties live action movies. What is, I don't remember. I mean, that's technically correct, but not the answer. Batman Forever <laughs> needs to you be right it. again. Thank Batman you. Batman Forever. That Ooh. is correct. And you're now free of this hell. <laughs> I would just like to say. Yes. Out of the 13 films that I gave you, six were of the original three that I highlighted at the beginning of this game. Uh, I, I want to say something here. Yes. Yes. 84 years of Batman. I think mm. it's time to hang up the cape. <clears throat> a cowl is whatever. Like <clears throat> he also cowl. has a cape. That's true. But I think it's time to hang it up. 
Um, also, it's not the nineteen. It's not the late nineteen thirties anymore. Like Batman. That's just it's so uncreative. It's ridiculous, you know. But back then, nothing had been invented yet, so it was very creative. I, I have two more unused ones, and I just want to read this last one here. Actually, I have three more unused ones. Uh, a half a star from Aso Mirrors 05 made fun of my friend relentlessly for initially saying he liked this felt bad, but we all had to grow up at some point. Uh, and that was for suicide squad with Will Smith and Jared Leto as the Joker. That movie slaps favorite thing to say about Will Smith movies. Oh, wow. 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 So, um, should we close out with, uh, the name of the 90s Oscar nominees for best podcast. Sure. That was deeply unpleasant, by the way. <laughs> you didn't have fun. No. Oh, um, the other, the other, the other thing I was going to end with was to let you f- free was, um, the review worst comic book movie ever, which is something written under literally every single one of the movies that I used as uh to get right. My, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's do a little end nominees for best podcast. Go to the lake house Two, even lake year starring Keanu Reeves, Julia Roberts, and a bunch of people talking about putting their junk into a mailbox. You've got 247,000 unread messages starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan's lifeless corpse. She's not all that starring not Rachel Lee Cook, uh, Freddie, not Prince Jr. And not Paul Walker. The Queen's Hamlet, a story about the queen in a small town where they don't know she's the queen. Batman 38, the Batmaniest. Starring Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, Robert Battenbat, and Christian Bale. And of course, who could forget No Pulp Fiction, the movie about the person who becomes enraged because his orange juice has too much pulp in it. And the winner is No Pulp Fiction, which ironically is a true story. Well, what an award ceremony that was. And that's it for this week's edition of Namely 90s. And we can find new episodes out every Monday. Join us next week for another deep dive episode. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know what? I, I think we're going to be done with Twitter uh, very soon. If not within a few weeks, can't post anything. Can't upload anything. It's not what it's the timelines borked. Elon's a lunatic. Yeah. Elon's a lunatic. Yes. Uh, did you see how he like disparaged? He fired some handicap worker that uh, yeah. was working to pay off the money they owed him. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we might just be Instagram for a while. The only thing but... more tragic than that is Elon Musk's hair plugs. Uh, find us tragic. on our personal account, personal Twitter accounts. Doesn't matter anymore. Tell us what you want us to talk about in future episodes. Uh, if you'd like to talk, if you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Nameway90s, also with 90s. Finally, you can also contact us through our website, Nameway90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, No Pulp Fiction, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon. That's Andrew. And we'll catch you next time.
Orange, you glad I made that joke? Uh, <laughs> banana.